Good evening, everybody, and welcome to High Spirits. I'm Jay Steigman, and with me, as always, is my best pal, Noelle Schmidt. That's right. Uh, we are the host of High Spirits. Uh, Noelle, what's this show about, and what are we doing? Well, Jay, I'd like to tell you all about it. Oh my god, do. This is a show yeah. where you and I yeah. talk about ghosts, ghost stuff, sure. spirits, yeah. paranormal stuff, right? and we drink spirits. Yeah, we do. So, we like to talk about what we're drinking. Yeah, we do. Tell me everything about what you're drinking tonight. Okay, I'm sponsored by uh, a little beer called uh, Antihero. Ah. It's by Revolution. Revolution Brewery. Located right here in Chicago. Yeah, delicious. Who are you sponsored by? I am sponsored by, a, it's a repeat, Yeah. Carnivore. I think I've had Antihero like eight times on this show. No worries. <laughs> it's one of your faves. Yeah, it is. Uh, I'm drinking Carnivore Cabernet. I eat meat, bitches. Carnivore. Right. Take that, Morrissey. <laughs> Suck it, Morrissey. All right. God damn it. Uh, <laughs> I believe this is episode 17, so welcome to episode 17. It is episode 17. We um, appreciate uh, our two listeners. Thank you. Thanks for coming back, guys. Yeah. Um, Jay, how was your week? It was uh, It was really good. How about you? <laughs> It's <laughs> fine. I'm starting something new. What, you just, like, checking in? Checking in. Okay. Uh, mine's been fine. You and I don't small talk really well, I just realized. <laughs> no, we don't. Like, we're, we're big issue ladies. We dive right in. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> like I, get, I mean, <gasps> I don't think, I think I... you've ever asked me about my day before. No. No. Ew. Should we stop being friends? I don't like it. Yeah. I think immediately I'm like, I have all of these things to say to you. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Like, pull up a stool, we'll, we'll be here for five hours. Because you're going to interject the things you have to say to me within them, and then we'll eventually circle back to the thing that I wanted to say. Exactly. Yeah. But we always get there. Yeah. It's great. Eventually. Right. Like, the other day, we met just for friend time. What? Right? <laughs> It was weird. It was so fun. It was great. And at one point, I was like, you're going to have to let me finish this story. Did I? Nope. <laughs> Do you want to finish it in front of the people? Nope. No, you did. You did. Okay. All right. That's uh, uh, great. Yeah. Do we have any corrections or housekeeping? I feel like... I mean, sure. I don't know. I feel like we've been pretty 100% accurate in everything that we've reported. I'm going to go with... Um, I don't... I would highly doubt that, but I also don't know. Oh, I do want to say... One thing about the Doris Bither case. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and by the way, pour one out for our homie Doris. Uh, I, you know, I would love to, but I don't want to get red wine on my furniture. Sure. Well, that's what you get for having a white couch. Uh, why do we both have white couches? We're the stupidest. <laughs> when will we learn? There is so much that could go wrong. <laughs> white couch, white carpet, and you and your white pantsuit. <laughs> I can't stop wearing it. I won't stop until the recount happens. Oh, my God. I kid. We just lost one conservative viewer. <laughs> or viewer. What? Listener. Listen. It's hey, by the way, if you're viewing this, you're doing it wrong. Please leave. <laughs> but also, how? How? How are you How are you viewing it? Right, yeah. Tell me. Um, no, I just wanted to say this, and I, I mentioned to Jay after we finished, and I was like, oh, there was one thing I wanted to say about the movie that really bugged me. Um, and it was such a, such a thing, um, uh, like a, about women and like such a negative thing. And actually the way they said it was kind of surprising because it, it, it was such a negative connotation. You saw like, these things are happening to this woman and like all of the UCLA psychiatrists are talking about her and they're like, well, she's just masturbating. I was actually in my mind, which by the way, that's pretty serious and that's a terrible thing to say. Mm -hmm. But honestly, as Noel's friend, I was like, is she going to be able to say that word? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know if you were going to. I like, said it. Um, I don't know why I have problems with this. I things. do. Like a bright red. <laughs> I am. No, I'm embarrassed. But I really was. Like, I kind of laughed out loud when they said it because I was very proud of this movie from 1981 for, like, calling out these guys for being jerks, number one. Yeah. But also, like, wow. Wow. Hey, guys. Come on. Come on. First of all, it happens. What? Masturbation? Yeah. 
And it's well, don't make it sound so passive. It does not happen. <laughs> Should one choose to masturbate, <laughs> they make it happen. They make it happen. Although I don't know your life. If you want, <laughs> if you want to go back and try to explain what you meant about it happening, I don't know. I just. <laughs> Oh my god, we're knee deep in carnivore. Um, oh my god. Uh, no, yeah, we're not going to be able to do this, are we? No, we're good. Okay. I can't believe that's how we started the show with masturbation. That's don't don't put a we in there. Um, There's no we in masturbation. But I was like really like that was like the one thing I took from that movie. It was that they like all these men in white lab coats were like, this is what's wrong with her. Yeah, that's sad. <laughs> oh men, men, get it together. The worst. Anyway. They're fine. Um, should we just start over? <laughs> <laughs> I know. You know what? I have full belief in this. I really, I think we're killing it. Okay, good. Um, hopefully most of you have fast forwarded to like the meat. Yeah, cool. Go to minute 21. I don't know what that'll be yet, but if you feel like oh, I'd go there. I'm going to keep an eye on minute 21. Just I'm, to make sure we're doing something Right. I wish I had cool. like some kind of like noisemaker or something where it's yeah. like we made it to 21 no, we should just sing the rose in harmony <gasps> oh my god i'm taking it back you can't get that excited <laughs> <laughs> okay um do you have a story to tell yeah i do okay great uh yeah we're gonna go uh far back okay we're gonna go to 1587 <gasps> that's so far back yeah it's uh witches no, ruining things? <laughs> you're not ruining things. And typically it would be witches. I mean, okay. I have no doubt that there was a witch somewhere involved in this. Sure. Um, no, we're going back to uh, Roanoke Colony, North Carolina. Oh, no. Yeah. The oh. very first settlement right here in uh, America. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to talk about this a little bit. Some of you might know about Roanoke. Um, stay tuned. Hopefully there's something more I can tell you about it. <laughs> I'm making faces already. Are you scared? I am scared. You know, I have to say this, though. Uh, in doing research about Roanoke, or let's just say, like, uh, early Atlantic seafaring, there's a lot to be scared about. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not the, it wasn't the easiest thing to do. Uh, took a long time. Lots of people died. Uh, dirty, deathly... Just, I don't, you know, it's like, you know, the Greyhound bus. <laughs> hey, listen, I've ridden the Greyhound bus. Have you really? A few times. I've only heard tail. Oh my God. I I won't. Are you okay? I'm here. Do you have bed bugs? Nope. Okay. Not that I know of. Hey, listen, by the way, Greyhound, I don't know you. I'm sure you're killing it. Nope. Um, <laughs> I mean, you are a mode of transportation, that helps people get from point A to point B. So good for you on that. But, mm. uh, it's, I mean, and, and I should, I should also say this. It's been a really long time since I've ridden a Greyhound, but I've not had positive experiences. And I was riding Greyhound at a time where it was my only way to like get home sure. to Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. And then I had to have somebody pick me up there, but ugh, yeah, it's, yeah. Um, it's scary. So anyway, long story short, it's rough stuff. So going across the ocean with, right. um, let's face it, a pack of Christian zealots is always going to be rough stuff. Yeah. You know? Right. That's why you asked if there was a witch, but I have said this on many episodes because I seem to go back in time a lot, but wherein there is, um, crazy Christianity, right. there is no doubt some sort of, uh accusation of uh, witchcraft or mm-hmm. dancing with the devil in the pale moonlight. Huh. Nice reference. You're welcome. Uh, can I also say this? Um, there I thought you were going to throw that at me. No, I'm sorry. I just pulled a pillow <laughs> from my back. There was that There was that one time where I did take that cross-country trek with that group of Christian zealots on a greyhound, and that was delightful. I'm sure. Yeah. Totally different. How many um, additional verses of Kumbaya do we you know? We sang all of the songs and all of the verses. <laughs> I remember I went to, um, like, Christian uh, camp, YMCA camp, and I didn't realize it was Christian at the time. But there were, like, ten verses for Kumbaya. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. Come I, by here, Lord. Come by here. Someone's yeah. watching, Lord. Something. I don't know. Jesus. Something. I don't know. <laughs> What was that? That was barely an effort. <laughs> That's all I know. <laughs> okay. I have no idea. I never went to, I never went to camp. 
I wasn't allowed. <laughs> Just like I was never learned allowed. Why can't I talk? I was never allowed to why. learn how to ski. Who are you sponsored by? Carnivore, you're killing me. Yeah. Um. Well, let's go back to my topic. And Please. Then we'll, oh, my God. We'll get back to why you couldn't go skiing. Sorry. Um, there must be some insane reason. Nope. <laughs> I mean, if I were your mother, I'd just be like, because it would kill you. We'll talk about it later. You'd it was be murdered my, by skiing. It was my dad. Oh. He had high aspirations for me. Oh. That I failed. Sure. At. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sports. <laughs> <laughs> you would be good at sports if you could move without injury. <laughs> <laughs> Which is why he wouldn't let me learn how to ski. Right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that makes sense. All right, y'all. In, uh, going back to Roanoke Colony, um, North Carolina, in 1587, um, the English uh, established a settlement off of North Carolina. Uh, Queen Elizabeth uh, wanted to make an attempt to stake a claim in the New World. So that's okay. how that happened. Um, Everybody's doing it. Everyone's doing it. And she had a friend, uh, Sir Walter Raleigh, help her out there. Um, three years after the settlement, uh, the entire town and its 100 plus inhabitants disappeared without a trace. Ugh. The whole thing. The houses were gone and the settlers were presumed dead. This is like the Malaysian airline of its time. It's the craziest story. No one, by the way, no one then knew what happened and no one now knows what happened. It's so weird. Yeah, it's weird. And there's lots of theories, which I'll get to in a second. So just so you know, (laughs) uh, the mystery of Roanoke um, uh, actually is still uh, a mystery. Um, Just so you know, 117 people uh, were lost um, and the only clue that remained uh, in, in Roanoke uh, when they went back is the word Croatoan, which is spelled C-R-O-A-T-O-A-N, and it was carved into a single wooden post. And that was it. We're going to talk a little bit Ooh. about Croatoan, what that might mean, what that is, but... Ugh. Yeah. So... Um, the end of the colony is unrecorded, uh, so there are some hypotheses. So I'll say this. Um, the first definitive information came from Captain John Smith. He was a leader of Jamestown Colony from 1608 to 1609. Jamestown was just just around the corner from Roanoke. Is this the Pocahontas John Smith? Um... I mean, how many John Smiths could there be? Yeah, actually, it probably was. I, I didn't even think about that. I mean, there's probably a lot, actually. But right. um, <coughs> but at that time, like, it's around the same time, right? I actually am legitimately asking that question. I don't know, and I didn't put two and two together. It probably is. I live in a world of Disney movies right now, so... <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know what? If, that, uh, if John Smith... Is the same John. Yeah. I mean, it's the same John Smith from Jamestown, so. Okay. Probably. Yeah, cool. Um, so anyway, according to his uh, chronicler, uh, Smith had learned that, um, and this is a, a Native American name. There's going to be a lot of Amer- Native American names that I'm going to say incorrectly. Unfortunately, I apologize. Insensitive of me. Uh, the Powhatan, or Powhatan, P-O-W-H-A-T-A-N, um, Powhatan, uh, Native Americans, uh, according to Smith, Chief Powhatan had uh, personally conducted a slaughter against all these uh, colonists that he, uh, yeah, he went in and savagely murdered them. So, okay, that's a theory. Um, there's not a lot to back that up. Because there were no bodies. Were there any, like... Like, where'd they go? And there were no houses either. So, um, I think it's... it's. By the way, uh, as we are uh, in the midst of um, Standing Rock and all that stuff, uh, you know, a full, what, 400 and some years later... Uh, it's easy to imagine that in this in the early 1600s that there were plenty of lies and uh, um, propaganda things going yeah. on around. Can I can I ask this? Uh, Native Americans murdering white people. 
Um, can I ask this? I don't know if you know this yeah, or sure. if you're going to cover this. Were there any kind of like footprints or tracks or anything like that that were nope. left or any like blood nope. spatter? <laughs> I mean, yeah, nothing. Just completely vanished. Completely vanished, except for um, that word carved into a tree, which so again crazy. was um, Croatoan. Croatoan. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that's why this is um, uh, such staying power because it's so right weird. Right. Right. I mean, usually if if this would happen anywhere else, you'd be like, oh, there was a hurricane that went through. Mm-hmm. Here are all these dead bodies. Or, right. oh, the uh, Chief of Houghton obviously mm-hmm. killed all these people and there are all these dead bodies. Right. Not the case. I mean, I watched this Canadian uh, horror movie yesterday. <laughs> And it was about a witch, and she it was t- it took place in Moldova, um, which is like a Russian or like an Eastern, Eastern European, European yeah. Uh, yeah state, and uh, like the small town in Moldova, and this witch took out all of the um, the townspeople who came out to her little her little place, and uh, um, there was a lot of blood. Is all I'm saying. Yeah, there were lots of remnants of people. Yeah. I mean, it had, by the time, the, sorry, I will say this. By the time people left Roanoke and came back, it had been over a year. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how savvy they were in terms of body decomposition. I don't know if animals came and ate them. I don't know if people took them away. Right. So, I mean, it is definitely... Uh, possible. It's a coastal town? Yeah. So people are traveling there to bring in goods and yep. like they're, it's a shipping town. Yep. So that's a pretty frequent. So it's not like this town sat dormant for a couple weeks without anybody traveling. In. Yeah, it did actually sit dormant. Oh, it did? Yeah, it okay. sat dormant for about a year. Oh, really? That's what I was just saying. Yeah. Oh, I missed that. I'm so sorry. No, no, no. That's okay. Uh, they... A year? Yeah. What? So they dropped him off and they were like, see you later. Um, <laughs> Godspeed. Right. Um, took a whole bunch of tobacco and stuff like that back to Britain and then turned it around and came back. That said, I mean, again, things, things were a little bit different. So um, we are talking, I'm going to go back and look at my date again, just to make sure. Uh, 1587 to 1590. Not that easy to get across the ocean. Oftentimes it takes three months. Uh, and during that time, seasons passed. And so they were uh, winters and such. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, so it's it, it's not the big shipping town that it would end up becoming. Right, right. So, uh, and by the way, uh, uh, the English only had two settlements. In the United States. And Roanoke was the first and Jamestown was the second. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, so they were not they they weren't coming back and forth a lot. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well that changes everything. Yeah, that was kind of it for them. They this was yeah. this was the first, this is like well before Plymouth Rock and all that shit. Okay. Right? Yeah. It's like the so Roanoke was the first stab at having an American okay. presence. Got it. Um, anyway, so we talked about Powhatan, um, Chief Powhatan. Um, another theory is that the Spanish who were here, mm-hmm. actually we got here obviously in 1492. Right. Not here, here in the United, United States proper. They got to, um, the West Indies. Haiti. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but then they moved up and, uh, the British and the Spanish were fighting proxy wars, um, along the coast of the United States, mm-hmm. which was not the United States then. So I'm. That's a big piece of misleading information. Uh, let's call it the colonies <laughs> at this point. How about it? Yeah. So what are those 13 stars about? Right. <laughs> um, so this is kind of based on the idea that like earlier in the century, the Spanish did destroy evidence uh, of a French colony uh, in Fort Charles, which is off the coast of uh, South Carolina. Mm-hmm. Um, so... They thought maybe maybe it was possible that they were able to do it again. Uh, that said, though, uh, all reports show that that Spanish attack was probably unlikely, as uh, the Spanish were still looking for a location um, of England's two colonies. Like, they didn't know 
about Roanoke and Jamestown. Got it. So. Did you say how far apart they were? Roanoke and Jamestown? No, like the Spanish colonies or like. Um, they were. So, um. They were probably like hundreds of miles apart. Yeah. Yeah. So Roanoke is in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the Spanish had gotten as far up as South Carolina to take over from where the French were. Right. So they were like... So the Spanish were like real all... They were all about Florida and mm-hmm. the uh, um, East Coast of the United States. Got it. Okay. So, I mean, they were, they were, they were close enough. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like, at that time, like, that's all pretty long distance travel. Thing. Sure. Like, yeah. That's it took, weeks, months. Yeah. It took some time to walk. Yeah. Uh, if they were walking, in fact. And horses? Yep. They, I mean, it could have been horses. <laughs> right. But I mean, if you think about the military, I mean, when you think about. And we're at 21 minutes, everybody. 21 <laughs> <minutes>. <laughs> You made it to 21 minutes. <laughs> You were saying, when the night <laughs> has been too lonely. Oh, I don't remember the words. Oh, and the road has been too long. All right. That's oh, it. I was just about to break into harmony. Oh, go. No. I can't do it. And you think. No, that's not. That's not. <laughs> now I'm embarrassed. <clears throat> just like saying masturbation. Then love is only. All right. So here's the deal. <laughs> Oh, the lucky. Oh, my God. All right, I'll stop. We are long overdue for some karaoke. Yeah, right, girl? Seriously. Um, <laughs> uh, 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 so, in this same period, there are also reported sightings of... So, here's a new theory. That the people of Roanoke were not murdered. They... Uh, Twofold. They were totally, completely starving, and they had no ability to make it work. And while seemingly they might have been at, like, quote, quote, war with mm-hmm. the natives, that actually this population of 116 were sort of um, adopted. Assimilated. Assimilated. Oh, interesting. So. We'll also, pack up our homes and join you. Well, I mean, you know, when in doubt. Well, and the problem- these people like were truly dropped off here, and they had fucking no idea. Also, um, when they got there, originally, and people people forget this. I mean, it's kind of like I, I was just in Minnesota, and all I could think to myself was, man, people settled here. Uh huh. Like pioneers, knowing how inclement this place was, yep. they were just like, yep. Listen, let's unpack the carriage and just rock and roll. So, but like the, the thing about, uh, uh, people coming from a totally different continent is they did not know what the weather was going to be like in North Carolina. Right. And in the summer it is hot, hot, hot skis, mm-hmm. uh, lots of malaria, lots of swampiness, just hot as shit. And right. then next thing you know, You're it's in snowing and, mm-hmm. uh, it's real cold. Yep. Which is a different climate. Yeah, it's something that's completely unfamiliar to them. Like, it no, gets cold in the UK, but it's not nope. anything like... And even in North Carolina, especially probably back then, like, it doesn't get as cold as it does here, but it still can get... It still will snow. Well, I will say this. If and you it, don't have the right shit... Yeah. I mean, listen. Well... If, if, if it's 50 degrees and you don't have a coat, you don't have a coat, and it's fucking cold. Exactly. And you're also, like, you're living in basically a shack... Yeah, I mean, so, there's no there's no insulation. So so here's what I'm getting at. These were people. <laughs> these were people that were new. They were new, and so they <laughs> they didn't really know how to like farm and store. Right. They didn't know. You have um, to wonder too, like how many of those shacks or houses they set on fire because they were probably building fires. I I don't know if they had like a chim. They I don't know like what kind of God only knows. Yeah, huh. that you know how many like hazards were around them and how many like calamities came up, you know, befell them. Yeah. I mean, it can't have been easy. And, and by the way, like this, this is the, the whole mythology of this Roanoke is that it just disappeared. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, and we have to know that like, if some people, a lot of people were just going to die because death, death in those times imminent. 
Right. You're going to catch you. You're going to catch yourself some malaria. You're going to get yourself some hypothermia. Mm-hmm. You're going to get the flu. You probably are going to get smallpox. If right. you don't get smallpox, you're going to give it to someone else. Mm-hmm. I love this theory of joining the natives though. Yeah. Like kind of like, listen, it's really easy to break down our houses. We can use re- recycle the wood. They're going to show us how to live in this environment. Like that's a really, really nice idea. And I'm going to hold that. Well, let me talk about that for a second. So, um, the, um, there was an author at the time in 1612. Um, he wrote that four Englishmen, two boys and one girl had been sighted at the Eno, E-N-O settlement of Rittenock, R-I-T-N-O-C, um, under the protection of a chief called Eyangoko. E-Y-A-N-O-C-O. He reported that the captives were forced to beat copper and that they had escaped attack on the other colonists. Um, anyway, so long story short, uh, there were uh, uh, this um, English reporter basically was like, huh, there's like maybe English people from Roanoke who are living amongst these mm-hmm. uh, natives. Um, in the late 1880s, there was um, somebody who discovered um, that his quote-unquote red bones, red bones, I apologize, it's not very politically correct, um, that's the 1880s, but red bones um, mean those of Indian blood. Uh that they, um, the red bones claim to be descended from the Roanoke settlers. Uh, so these native Americans, um, actually once upon studying them, uh, they had, uh, many language similarities to obsolete English words. Oh, so tied up in their own, um, lexicon were a bunch of these, Britishisms. Mm-hmm. So when you say his red bones, they were his slaves. Is that did you say that? And I missed it. Uh, In, indentured servants, whatever. It doesn't necessarily. It, it, it said that he discovered that his red bone neighbors. Oh, okay, got it. So I think that means like the Native Americans that were living nearby in Robeson County. Right. Yeah. <laughs> hello, neighbor. Hello. <laughs> yeah. Like, hello, hello, red bones. Again, not, not, <laughs> not nice. Not, yeah. Let's knock that shit off. No, we don't like that stuff, guys. We're looking at you, Washington Redskins. And Cleveland Indians. Ugh. Um. <clears throat> Golden State Warriors. Must we continue? <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, long story short, the researchers concluded that the settlers of the lost colony landed at Roanoke in the summer of the worst growing season drought in 800 years. So that wasn't actually great for them. That this particular (laughs) drought lasted for three years, which would have been the time that they landed and then they just disappeared. From 1587 to 1589, it was the driest three-year period in this 800-year reconstruction. So that's just something. So everything was working against them. Yeah, I mean... They could not get a break. No. Yeah. Um, what did they do to bring this on to themselves? They believed wholeheartedly in Christ. <laughs> Ooh, nope. I'm kidding. Uh, well, I'm not kidding. They did, but I'm And now close. we've lost all of our listeners. No. What? Come back. <laughs> I, Jay, I can. Oh, Jay, Jay, what have you done? I apparently said something awful. No, you're fine. I love everybody. All, you're all great. Yeah. Come back. Come back. Um, so there are, because of, well, not only because this mystery is interesting, there are all these theories about why this happened, uh, but there's actually modern lore about ghosts that are associated with the Lost Colony of Roanoke. Okay. So I want to talk about that. Um, the first one is the woman in black. Okay. I'm going to take a sip, so talk to the people real fast. Um, there is a, a movie with Daniel Radcliffe called The Woman in Black. Oh. Which is a... Oh, man. What if it's... Maybe it's about this? Is it about this? <laughs> I don't know. Um, and I just never connected it. Um, 
when in the movie when you see the woman in black it means death basically and like all the children in the town um it takes place in the victorian era Um, i don't think it's this i don't think it's this but i would say i'm gonna add on to your thing Mm -hmm. um Sort of like the woman in white, yeah. The the resurrection sort of Mary story. Mm-hmm. Uh, a woman in black is actually a, a very common manifestation of spirit. Oh, yeah. I never knew that. We see her all the time, right? Yeah, I think it's terrifying. Yeah, I mean, when you think about it, though, I mean, uh, <laughs> there's a lot of symbolism, right? Woman in white, woman mm-hmm. in black. Uh, uh it's easy for people to sort of make judgment calls when they see a spirit, like, Oh, this is an evil entity or this is a good entity or whatever it is. Right. Um, so anyway, um, according to a March 1902 article in the Roanoke times. Oh, I forgot to tell you this. You guys may, may or may not know this. I'm jumping ahead. Uh, so the colony of Roanoke disappeared, Mm -hmm. but clearly they built on it again. Right. Yeah. It was a good site. It was right there on the water. And, uh, uh, now it's a thriving tourist town. Yeah. It's a thriving town. Um, the, the (laughs) crazy thing about human beings, I think we've talked about this on this show is you kind of get a place that you like and you're like, you know what? Something shit happened here, but, uh, let's rebuild. Right. Like when we talked about the Eastland disaster that there's, you know, all sorts of thriving restaurants and entertainment, right? Just mm-hmm. right fucking there. And look at them go. Look at them go. Look at them go. Yeah. No, Roanoke, it, I, I think it's, it's it's kind of like a tourist coastal town. Is it part of the outer land? Nope. Uh, I don't know. It actually might be. <laughs> what is that called? You know what I'm talking about? That string of islands outside of North Carolina. No. I keep wanting to say the boundary waters, which is obviously <laughs> incorrect because that's northern Minnesota yeah. and the border between. But I think I know what you're talking about, like Hatteras and that whole like yeah, like Cape Hatteras and um, Fulton and right. This. It's like the yeah, I don't know. All <laughs> you all know what I'm talking about. Um, I don't. I, I think it's kind of like with. It's not an island, obviously, but it's like part of that coastal yeah, area. Yeah, it's far. It's uh, right. as far as I know, it's as far east as you can go, mm-hmm. which is why they landed there. <laughs> Right. Um, so anyway, according to this 1902 article in the Roanoke Times, the men of the city were being terrorized by a woman in black. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Um, though she never physically hurt anyone, uh, she would unexpected, unexpectedly appear, and then she would suddenly vanish. Uh, it was enough to strike fear in the boldest of hearts. <laughs> <laughs> According to the newspaper. <laughs> I love the way that people used to write oh, newspapers. so good. So stupid. Strike fear in the boldest of hearts. It's so good. It's kind of yeah. like what you're talking about with the Fox sisters, how <laughs> they would report ghost <laughs> sightings and hauntings and like the Chicago Tribune. Why can't we still have that? I know, right? Oh, oh. so good. Um, the woman was described, not shockingly, because this this seems to be the way that people always describe female ghosts. If they're not hags, they are. Beautiful. Yes, she was extremely beautiful. Stunning. Stunning. This woman um, was strikingly beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. So when people saw her, the first thing they saw, not people, sorry, men. Mm-hmm. First thing they saw was this gorgeous woman. And then all of a sudden, when she spoke to them, cold chills would run down their spines. Of course. Yeah. Uh, one prominent Roanoke merchant left his store after midnight, uh, wherein he ran into her. Uh, she, according to him, although I have to say, what a narcissist. <laughs> this is what he said. She materialized out of nowhere to flirt with him. Mm-hmm. Of course. I mean, okay. Maybe she was lost. I mean, it's happened to me. <laughs> Maybe she was lost. Maybe she's like, hey, <laughs> hey, how, hey. And he's like, stop flirting with me, you wanted hussy. <laughs> so, I don't know. <laughs> I just need to know how yeah. to <laughs> so She's like, I just want to, <laughs> I want to go to the Joneses, wink, wink, nod, nod, know what I mean? Know what I mean? 
No, but I mean, like, I don't know. <laughs> Sir, I've lost my way. Please, stop throwing yourself oh, at me. God, have some shame. <laughs> oh, you're embarrassing yourself. <laughs> anyway, but she did. She flirted with him. According to him. He, what did that mean? Like, did she, wait, lift, no, wait, she, did she a, show she, an ankle? No, she's actually going to get a little... Oh. She's going to get a little forthright here. All right. She followed him to his front door. And when she got there, she whispered in his ear. She said, you're not the first married man that I've seen to his home this night. <gasps> this night? And then she disappeared. Ta-da. Ta-da. I like how chaste that story is, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they still managed to get across what a whore she is, but, like, nothing happened. Also, I want to know, like, if he was like, cool, are you coming in? No, I don't like... know. I can tell you what he was like. <laughs> oh, okay, please. He was terrified and speechless. <laughs> and he ran inside his home and locked the door. But before she disappeared, was he going to let her in, is my question. Oh, before he realized that she was a ghost? Yeah. I mean... I mean, his my, wife was probably home. My wife's away shopping with her sister. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, come inside, but don't say a word. Right. We have a nice duck feather bed. Duck feather? I don't know. Goose feather? Sure. What were the beds made of? <laughs> Why don't you know? It, uh, yeah, I don't. I'm. Duck feather? What? I didn't mean that. <laughs> <laughs> Please continue. Oh, my God. So, uh, anyway, the woman in black has become a acclaimed urban legend. So, there's that. All right. Uh, some theorize that she is the ghost of a scorned woman returning from the hereafter in an effort to sway husbands from their wives. Oh. Why she would do that is questionable. You think if she were a scorned woman, she'd try to make men not get their bone on with strange women, but right. Unless like she blames, she she blames women for leading her husband astray. She doesn't blame her husband. I don't know. She wants to ruin everybody's lives. I don't know. Yeah. Grasping at straws. It doesn't, that doesn't make sense. I'm also getting to the point too, where I feel like, um, maybe you should jump on your phone for a second. This was a Roanoke colony in North Carolina. And now I'm getting to the part where, this new Roanoke is in Virginia. Okay, I'm so glad you said that because I was like, isn't Roanoke in Virginia? So the original colony was in North Carolina, but I don't know if it was a question of remapping it. I don't think the place itself changed, but I think the name of the state changed. By the way, Outer Banks. Outer is, Banks, and right. And it is actually part of the Outer Banks. Great. Um... Like, that's the first thing that I saw. Cool. So you weren't wrong with the boundary waters is what you're trying to say. I, well, I started saying outer something. <laughs> and I was like, outside lands? No, that's music festival. Um, <laughs> boundary waters? I knew what I meant. No, totally. Um, okay. So you keep talking. I'm going to do a little Wikipedia research. Because Wikipedia, the foremost authority on everything that is true. Yeah. So, um, yeah, sorry about that. At this point, I'm talking about Virginia. Um, <coughs> it seems like, from what I'm scanning on here, because I'm not, I'm yeah. just kind of skimming, it, it seems like Roanoke is, this Roanoke is North Carolina. The first one? The one, like, the first one. So there's two. Okay. But let me, let me look at a couple In Jamestown, things. Jamestown, I think, was in uh, Virginia. So they were, they were very close together. Right. So this would, I don't know. Um, the next haunted place is called the Patrick Henry Hotel. So the Patrick Henry Hotel is located in the city's downtown historic district. Um, it was built in 1925. Um, during its days as a hotel, the Patrick Henry catered to traveling salesmen. It had an ornate lobby in a spacious ballroom and could host up to, th- or, and had 300 guest rooms. Um, my research did not say this, but I will say this. Um, so this was built in 1925 and it catered to traveling salesmen. 
Um, one can only assume that there was some sort of brothel situation uh, or some sort of uh, female entertainment going on for these salesmen. Know what I mean? I gotcha. I'm not saying it was red light because it was very high end, but... Um, escorts. We escorts. would call them escorts. Yeah, today. we do call them escorts. Uh, right. I was going to say, wherein there are traveling salesmen, do not right. <laughs> do not be surprised uh, that they're finding a little bit of company. So I have an answer. Yeah. So there are two separate places. Okay. So uh, Roanoke, Virginia is actually quite inland. Oh, okay. In Virginia. And then what we're talking about is Roanoke Island, which is actually part of the Outer Banks. So it's actually... Um, outside of North Carolina oh. and a little, like a small little Island. So, um, and I, I know a little bit about these islands just because my in-laws are all in North Carolina and South Carolina. And we spend a week in one of those islands. Um, that's not part of the outer banks, but Southern or South of there. Um, so there are all these, like there's these collection, this collection of small islands outside of North Carolina. Um, and they're very accessible. Like they all have bridges from the mainland ah. to the island. Um, and they're all like tourist traps now. Huh. Interesting. Well, yeah. I have gone ahead, ladies and gentlemen, I will admit it. I have fucked this up because these are the hauntings of Roanoke, Virginia. But that's okay. <laughs> because they're still part of the 13 colonies. They're still haunting. There's a rich Never history the there and there's a lot of um civil war history. With yeah. Both of them. So but and mine, revolutionary history as mine well. Mine takes place in the late 1500s. So this is like early shit. Okay, well I'll tell my my last two ghost stories even though You know what? Roanoke, Roanoke. <laughs> tomato, tomato. Sure. Um so, this Patrick Henry Hotel in Roanoke, Virginia, was transformed into an apartment complex. Um, most of the interior decorations were kept intact, um, such as antique chandeliers and uh, a skylight in the atrium. I think we've talked about this on this show, but whenever you try to um, uh, refurbish an old place, the ghostesses kind of get all swirled up. Mm, yeah. So, um, so they're all confused and discombobulated. Right. So it was built in 1925. It was one thing, and then in 2009 it became something else. Mm-hmm. So uh, there were reports of lights turning on and off by themselves. Uh, the guests um, expl- uh, uh, encountered unexplainable cold spots. Uh, they uh, encountered footsteps. Uh, being heard in the hallways. Disembodied footsteps. Okay. Uh, this place is actually so famous that a team of ghost hunters visited the hotel. Um, they... What show were they from? Uh, I don't know. Paranormal State? That's our favorite. That's my least favorite. I'm kidding. We hate it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we were like both whispering it, but we hate it. Yeah, it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> we're not even trying to hide that no. we hate it. It's Ugh. the worst one. <laughs> I have so much to say about it, but I'm going to keep moving on. Um, but this uh, ghost show apparently had, uh, they captured a couple of EVPs. Uh-huh. Um, and they uh, said that they were conversations um, of deceased tenants. Oh, okay. Uh, this and group also claimed to have witnessed three ghosts. Did they call themselves escorts? Uh, they did not, although it was. Working would- girls. Yeah, it would lead. I mean, it would lead me to believe that that would be what was happening. But. Right. Uh, they claim to have witnessed three ghosts in tuxedos <gasps> in the hotel's ballroom, and then uh, it's uh, like the ballroom of The Shining. Yeah. Outside of um, the ghost group, just as people in general have seen an apparition of a man smoking a pipe mm. on the second floor. That's nice. Uh huh. Um, room six oh six has been reported has been reported to be the most supernaturally active place in the Patrick Henry Hotel. Um, According to local lore, this is where a young airline stewardess was stabbed to death. Her vicious murderer stashed her bloody body in a bathtub. Oh. Yep, he was never caught. They don't know who killed her? Nope. 
really? when female guests yep nope uh, got murdered and how was she murdered did they uh, she was stabbed, stabbed to death okay stabbed in a bathtub and left there ugh um, when female guests stayed in the room uh, years later, um, oh, when, when when this female guest stayed in the room a few years later, she claimed that the ceiling above her bed opened up and the ghost of an airline stewardess descended to touch her hair. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's so weird. Right? Also, how did you know it was an airline stewardess? Was she in her uniform? She was probably in her uniform. That's so weird. Isn't that weird? What? Uh, another... <laughs> yeah, I mean, Wait, can we just take a moment sure. to visualize that? Because I am... That's... Creepy. Creepy and kind of awesome that you're like... You're just, like, just laying there in a ghost. Laying there, and I'm just seeing, like, a Southwest flight attendant coming at oh, me. Oh, see, I'm thinking of, like, like, that old school, like, Pan Am. Like, oh, it totally is that. Like, wearing that ascot. Like, you know what I mean? That, that red yeah. ascot with that tight. No, it, yeah, you're right. Like a, like a, but all the, kind of, the kind of airline students that used to have to have a figure. <laughs> right, you know? right, exactly. She did your favors. Yeah, she had a figure, and she stayed overnight in the hotel. <laughs> right, but... <laughs> I don't even know. Like, she just wanted to touch her hair? I, that's all it's honestly. Oh my god. I mean, maybe she wanted to do more, but that's where the woman, like, lost her shit. This is also going to be my nightmare tonight, is me, <laughs> in, like... Your ceiling opening up and someone touching your hair. Watching a Pan Am flight attendant touch my hair. <laughs> descending from the ceiling and her skeletal figure. You're welcome, everybody. <laughs> Uh, there is another ghost that haunts the Patrick Henry Hotel. Her name is Lucy. She sounds nice. Yeah. Well, she she died uh, in her room. Oh, and Lucy. she wanders the establishment in the wee hours of the evening. They didn't say how she died. No, they didn't. Ugh, Lucy. Um, I would imagine, and I'm making this up, but death by stewardess. No, she's not. She's not the same person as a stewardess. But she likes to wander the establishments in the wee hours. Uh, it's I wrote of the evening, but I meant in the morning. Um, I would imagine she was a lady of the night. Okay, that seems to make sense for what yeah. was happening. So she probably died of like consumption or or someone maybe kicked her ass. Or... Somebody like strangled her. Yeah, that's a, not an easy life. Right. <clears throat> so overdose. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, a lot of times when uh, we we come across the history of, like, brothels, one, it's hard to establish that they're brothels. I know when I was doing uh, research uh, <laughs> about uh, places in Portland, um, and also Seattle, they called their uh, uh, prostitutes seamstresses. Oh. So they could be on the books. Yeah. So it was, like, for every ten men, there was one woman. Mm-hmm. And... Out of the, like, 3,000 women living in Portland, uh, 2,600 of them were listed as single vocation seamstress. <laughs> <laughs> so there were a lot of uh, a Make- lot of uh, clothing that needed repaired. You know what? It makes sense. Well, actually, this is kind of an interesting story. <laughs> Only because it's it's uh, uh, one of those cute sex stories. Uh-huh. I don't want to say cute. I just mean so antiquated. Um Part of the reason why they were called seamstresses is, like, one, that was, like, a, a perfectly okay vocation for a woman to have. Right. But then the second thing is I, uh, most of the established were, establishments were bars. Mm-hmm. And then they had um, bedrooms upstairs. And so a man could point down at his pants to the bartender or a server <laughs> and say something like, um, my pants need mending. And they would say, oh, my God. Oh, yeah, we have just this seamstress for you. <laughs> <laughs> so, Brilliant. Yep. Oh, uh, so, yeah, if you're ever doing ghost research and you come across a, uh, let's say, coastal town that has way more men than women, and the women are <laughs> referred to as uh, either seamstresses or bakers or... Uh, there's a lot of euphemisms for hookers. Um, 
So one last uh, ghost here at this hotel uh, is um, they run across the spirit of a man dressed in 1920s clothing who seems uh, night attendants and uh, guests at night. And he actually seems so real to them that they think he's dressed for a costume party. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, he's not he... doing anything. He's not mean. He doesn't do anything. He just uh, probably, from what I gather about reading about him, he doesn't seem to know he's a ghost. Really? Yep. Or he's resonant energy. Or he's resonant energy, but he there is no... There is no interaction. They see him. He, once they figure out his deal, they get scared. Uh But in terms of what he's doing, he is not doing anything to scare them. But he's not interacting with them in any way. Not talking to them. Nothing. Walking down the hall. Handsome man. 1920s clothing. Suit. Oh, that's so cool. And, uh... Yeah, not interactive at all. He just walks down a hall, or is he seen other places in the hotel? Just a hall. That's amazing. As far as I can tell. That's so cool. And also, like, if Uh, if he is a ghost, that's sad. Sure. Move on, buddy. Uh, One last place that I want to talk about is the Grandin Theater. G-R-A-N-D-I-N Theater. Um, So this is the old Grandin Theater. It's a city landmark. Um, it first opened in 1932. It was one of the biggest, uh, theaters in the city. And, uh, what we know about like our early movie theaters is that they were ornate and beautiful Mm -hmm. and like not how they are now, you know, (laughs) it's not like the AMC 16 or whatever. It was like, it was like the real deal. Mm -hmm. Uh, this Grandin theater, um, had a hard time in the late 1990s. Uh, gone were the glory days of movies and being able to make a lot of mo- money off of movies. Right. Uh, so it actually closed down. In... Well, people were watching everything on their VHS cassettes. What is that? I don't know. <laughs> Something somebody told me about. Oh. <laughs> uh, well, anyway. There were laser discs. It was oh. the 90s, right? Sorry, laser discs. <laughs> anyway, the theater closed in um, 2001. Uh, it ended up reopening the next year. So here's a couple stories about that. Um, according to the theater's assistant manager, a homeless family once lived in the projection booth for some time when the theater was closed in the 1950s. Oh. Yeah. So okay. this is like just something that people like knew about, but right. kind of weird. Like, yeah. they... They just lived in the projection room? I guess. Yeah, the theater had been shut down for that uh, period of time. Do you think they, like, used the popcorn maker and... I would imagine so. I imagine they made themselves at home. I would think so. Yeah. And they just slept in the projection room? Yeah. So, there, yeah, apparently yeah. there was a whole homeless family that... Okay. ...used to live there, and they would... <sighs> it's heartbreaking. Uh, ...run across some of them. So, I'll tell you... A couple of the people that they think they run across from this family who lived in the theater. Um, employees claim that when it's dark and the building is empty, they actually hear the cries of that family's deceased child. Oh, my God. No. I don't know if that means that that child died there uh, or right. what. Nope. There have been reports of a face looking down from the projection booth. <laughs> Sorry. So, like, people are, like, watching a movie and they can see, like, a spectral face. For some reason, I thought you were going to say from, like, the, the the screen. And the only thing that I had in my mind was that image of, like, Oz the Great and Terrible. from. Oh, the, yeah. Like, that big green face with the turban looking yeah, down on yeah, them. yeah. I don't know why that popped into my head. No, but I, I totally was like, get that. That's comical to me. Where if I was watching a movie and I saw that happen, I'd be like, well done, movie theater. <laughs> well done. Um, Who's behind the curtain? There's a boy who walks around this screening room. Okay. A ghost boy. Mm-hmm. So, there's that. And then... Uh, Employees uh, report the sound of clinking glasses and laughter. 
Okay. Which is kind of nice. I mean, it all comes from the same area and it's all allegedly to be a part of the same family, but it's nice. Even if their lives were horrible that every once in a while they, they made a toast and they, right. uh, Like they ring in the new year. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I do have to say this, boys and girls. I am so sorry. I started, I started off with the ancient, not ancient, but I started off in, uh, uh, Roanoke, North Carolina, um, in 1587. And then all my ghost stories took place in Roanoke, Virginia. Uh, I will say this, um, that it's a twofer. (laughs) You're welcome. You're welcome. Um, so (laughs) errors were made, but, um, uh, in light of that, uh, the story of Roanoke, North Carolina is incredible. It is uh, the story of a missing colony that has never been solved. And then uh, good old Roanoke, Virginia, apparently has uh, three big ghost sites that you can go to. And uh, uh, should you want to get your ghost on? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm fascinated by both. Um, when you started talking about Roanoke Island or Roanoke Colony... Like, as soon as you said it, because I know, I don't know anything about it other than that it disappeared. And mm-hmm. I actually, you saw the look on my face where I was like, I don't like this. <laughs> <laughs> that whole place disappeared. We don't know what happened to those people. Yeah. And it's, it's, I, I never, I guess I didn't know that it was dormant for that long. And that's what's most fascinating to me is that they were dropped off. Yep. And left there for a year. Like, good luck. Yeah. That's crazy to me. So, so many, like, it it kind of, you know, obviously opens up the door for so many other explanations where it's like, you know, probably didn't just disappear. Um, But still, the fact that the houses, everything was completely wiped away is just really fascinating when you think Uh about it. It's really weird. Um, Yeah. And, well, and I I mean, it it is to say that, like, a lot of those people would have died for sure. But the fact that like it, it wasn't even that they were 116 dead people. It's just that they were 116 gone, people. gone people. And, and the thing about it too, that's probably the most remarkable is that 160 people is not a 16, 16 is not a huge amount of people when you really break it down. But oh. at the time, for a colony, that's a large portion of people. Sure. So you would expect that somebody from that group of people would have survived or gone on or, like, met up with another colony or, or somebody that could have, like, relayed that story to what had happened. And the simple fact that there's nothing yeah. is so bizarre. And that's the weirdest part about it is that there's no legacy. There's nothing that – there's just no story. Yeah. And There's even, no solution. So, like, even if they did assimilate or, you know, ad- adopt the Native American, uh, whatever, I don't even know if that's realistic because you would think that there would be something in there where they would be like, oh, we came from England. And right. this was like, <laughs> there would be something there where, like, their ancestors, or their, not their ancestors, but they're like, descendants would be like, Oh yeah. My grandmother actually is a a descendant of this place, but there's nothing. And that's, what's so crazy about it. Yeah. Sorry. I'm rambling. No, you're doing great. I mean, it's, it's, it's weird and a half. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm very fascinated by that. And I'm also like very, I have a great deal of despair that I conflated the two Roanoke. So sorry, ladies and gentlemen. No, but I like that you actually, in some weird way, were able to combine like two things that you really like, like mysteries, yeah, like unsolved <laughs> cases and brothels. Like you right. took those things. They somehow all got into that story. <laughs> you made it work, dude. All and right. I love that about you. And I love that you made that happen. <laughs> Thank you. That's why you're my best pal. Because <laughs> you're like, Roanoke, mystery, brothels, done. Done. Let's, whoops. <laughs> Let's call Jessica Fletcher. We're going to solve this bitch. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I was watching so many YouTube clips about uh, Angela Lansbury last night. Is she okay? Yes, yeah, she's fine. Okay. 
<laughs> we're, we're like sitting here like I'm yeah. of breath. Nope, sorry for She's like 90, right? She's very old. She's older than 90. Oh my god. Angela, hold on. I know. Or, you know. Go gracefully. Yeah. Like you are. A lady. So incredible. Such a lady. Such, Such a, a lady. Dame. Mm-hmm. Ugh. 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 Right. Ladies and gentlemen, that's all the time that we have. <laughs> on that note. <laughs> on that note. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, that's all the time we have uh, this evening for High Spirits. A show in which we talk about spirits and uh, we drink spirits. Mm-hmm. Um, which could not have been clearer than in this particular episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, my name is Jay Stagman. This here is my pal. Noel Schmidt. And uh, thank you for listening to episode... What is this? Ooh, 17. 17. Cool. Uh, Noel just has one thing to say to you. A sweet dream. <laughs>